And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Welcome into a new edition of Times Ours, the only podcast that successfully predicted that Dan Sorensen and Byron Pringle would both score touchdowns against the Denver Broncos this weekend. That's true, right? We did that. I think. We, I think we probably said that somewhere. Between the three of us, yeah. any of us, anything, yeah. we probably did. It was destined to occur. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had all collectively talked about how poor Dan Sorensen had largely been playing, and then he uh, picked off Josh Allen, and then had a pick six off Drew Locke. That's how it works. That's the magic of Dirty Dan, baby. You know, all he does is make plays. I I made a promise today to myself, to my readers. I'm never criticizing Dan Sorensen again. <laughs> I just, I, I literally Darren Waller somewhere going, yeah. <laughs> like, well, and even you know, I mean, look, Noah, Noah Fant, kind of, you know, uh, Noah Fant at no offense, but go ahead. It's, it's pronounced Noah what? Noah what? It's pronounced no offense, but you can go ahead and go. Well, on you know what? Look, it's not my fault it's that like, his family decided to spell the name with an A instead of an E. So I take no responsibility for that. Um, so you can say you can say no offense to. Daniel Sorensen, but tell me about the Broncos tight end. Yeah, Noah Fant. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna triple down on this. So yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't sure. If, I, I wasn't sure who was gonna give on that one first. It's all right. We'll move yeah, on. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I literally just figured out what you were doing. Holy crap! We're two minutes in, Josh. Yeah. Two minutes in. Sorry. What are we doing? Barely. Uh, even. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've got the fog of game time going on here so, yeah yeah the, we, we're recording this immediately after that Sunday night football game ended and we're whew. all a little like contact high, i have not had of what a that drink game was. in 13 years but i think this is what yeah. being drunk feels like after watching yeah, that little, game i'm a little woozy it just wow yeah. it ended so many times it was like uh it was like the end <laughs> of a uh, uh, return of the king right you know, the last Lord <laughs> yes. of the movie. It's yes, just so it really many. Was. And it's both the book and the movie, actually. So what I was going to say, you know, one thing with Dan Swanson, I will never criticize him again. Will I discuss no. openly his flaws? Yes. But that's two no. very different oh. things, according to my wife. So I believe my wife. <laughs> and so much like my wife, I'm going to discuss his flaws, but I'm not criticizing him. But when you've got Noah Fant, like, just running by you and, like, at like 60% and clearly hobbled after the play. That's not great. But you know what Dan Sorensen does do? He goes where he's supposed to be in coverage. Yep. He he goes he, he is they know where he's going to go in coverage, right? There there's value to that because you know you can count on him. He can read bad quarterbacks like a book. Drew Locke is still staring at that receiver. Yep. Um <laughs> that yep. was Bad. Oh, that was just you know Sorensen like he's not gonna throw that, is he? Like, oh no, no, he's gonna throw that. Well, I'm I'm getting a pick six. Um, he, he'll do that, and he will hit the snot out of guys. Um, yeah. 
which, you know, I hope Philip Lindsay's okay. It sounds like he might be in concussion protocol and that I hope he's all right. But it was a it was a good hit by Sorensen there. Like it wasn't, you know, nothing dirty that I saw. Um Oh I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I saw something dirty. It was dirty Dan, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and so I just shout out to Dan Sorensen for like and, and shout out to Steve Spagnolo for being the, the 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 Chiefs defensive coordinator that has utilized him in a way to where yes he still has some plays where you're like dang it why is why is he in coverage there you know or whatever but for the most part the good outweighs the bad right now by a fairly substantial margin and good on the Chiefs like that's what good teams do right they take players they plug them into roles that they can succeed in and that raises the value of them over anywhere else. And so, yeah, like like you said, we all anticipated touchdowns by Sorensen and Byron Pringle. <laughs> yep. Yep. A nice little strip from uh, Tershawn Wharton. Wharton, the best player that played college football in the state of Missouri, who also played in this game. Uh, yeah. Just <laughs> nice. uh, all the expe- all the expected outcomes. No, no one's gonna outdo the the Drew Locke finally threw a touchdown against the Chiefs. Think yeah. that was that was a great tweet. That was a very good tweet. Josh, can you can you read the your best tweet from today? Just just just. Oh, I don't know which one. Just it was. read it out loud. Um, it, it oh. it's where the phone has to be destroyed. No. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'll I'll go I'll go quote well, myself verbatim if you insist. I you know how I feel about reading my tweets on the radio. I love it. That's where I get my, so, my force. Uh, of course, and I'm setting you up here because. Um, not only did he stare at Daniel Sorensen for three <laughs> hours, it felt like, in a matter of three seconds, and still threw the football, even though, sir, you could take a sack and just punt it. Um, the Broncos trying a flea flicker down a billion, yeah. oh. not on the plus <laughs> oh side gosh. of the field, or near field. Sir, what are we doing? What? Like, <laughs> again, I know opponents feel... And it's a real, it's a legitimate feeling. You walk into the stadium, you're like, it's gonna be a great day, right? All we have to do is play perfect football. But like so many coaches short circuit against this team that it is starting to get they comically do. annoying. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. hold on, y'all ain't completed a deep pass all game, and y'all think this is gonna work? By the way, have y'all practiced this? Like with a wet ball <laughs> in the snow? Melvin Gordon, I've uh uh, Adam Gase is next week. Next oh, week is Adam Gase. Oh, <laughs> From I, next week is Jets time. Just what are, are we doing? Here's, Guys, I, Vic, Vic, <laughs> Vic Fangio, not a bad coach, but having bad tendencies against the Chiefs. <laughs> like, dog, what are we doing? Like, hey, run, run the screen. Just run a conventional screen. See if somebody misses a tackle on the other team. Like, what? What? A flea flicker <laughs> down a billion for what? For who? <laughs> what are we doing? They, and it wasn't even Drew Locke's fault. Melvin Gordon. I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen the I've flea flicker fall that. apart on the pitch. That was more like an alley oop like than a flea it. flicker. That was like it's like he thought there was a rim nearby and Drew Locke was gonna rise up and jam that thing home. <laughs> Which now, somebody were, tweeted that, were, that Melvin Gordon thought he was pitching it to Brock Osweiler, who's nine feet tall, they, that, which would have made sense. They technically run their own 43-yard line. So, to be fair, that's kind of the plus side of the field, based on what they had done all day. But still, 
you're you're down twenty seven and like I just, just well, I don't know. None don't of know. what they well they were still trying to establish the run down twenty late in the third. It's like if you ever want to see a tacit admission, like guys, our quarterback cannot do this against this team. Um, that's it, right? The the when they're still handing off the ball, and to be fair, you know. <laughs> You know, with Philip Lindsay, the way he was running for a while, it's like, well, if you're running the ball for 15 yards a, a pop, fair enough. You know, you might as well keep running. Um, but they, Drew Locke, he does not play just, well against just, the Chiefs. Just like, read the tweet, Josh. Oh, can I, just oh, can read, I read the my tweet? tweet now? All right, here's my tweet. Here's my tweet. <clears throat> Drew Locke is the worst quarterback in the AFC West. Send tweet. Mute thread. Delete account. Destroy phone. That's which is what I did. I have no phone now. It's a it's a <laughs> he's pile not, of smoldering embers. Here, here's the deal. <laughs> he is not just. Uh, look, I like Drew Locke. Um, I I wrote about him last year. I charted his games, his three games prior to the Chiefs, where he looked pretty good. Um, and he made he made a bunch of big boy throws. He's got a good arm. His pocket presence isn't terrible. Although I think it's worse this year. <laughs> um. He he just he's got a, two really not great tendencies. Um, the one that came to forefront tonight, man, does he stare down receivers? And again, Daniel Sorensen, like he, I, I can't even think of you know people say, well, he read him like a book. It wasn't like it was more like a billboard with giant <laughs> flashing letters. Like there was no difficulty in reading him there. This is like he. So my dad gave me um, a few years ago because I left my Bible out in the rain like an idiot. He gave me his Bible, and my dad, like you know, God bless him. He's got one of those like old person. I love you, Dad. I know you listen, and you are just my hero, seriously. <laughs> but he's got this this Bible that's like you know those old person big print Bibles where it's like <laughs> on page one in the. Page two, beginning, <laughs> and it's like that. And our Old Testament reference is knocked out here already for the episode. I, I got to get, get that out of the way quickly because we got to talk football. Yep. But I mean, they that's, say you, right? That's they say you have to feel him. the yeah. weight of the words, but you don't feel the weight in this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I thump people with that Bible, they never get up again. <laughs> I only swing once with that bad boy. Um, you hit like Dan Sorensen. I hit like yeah. Dan Sorensen. Ooh, and so I mean. Drew Locke, but the other thing is, he just he, he can't when 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 you see dis coverages disguised pre and post snap, he's just not ready for it at this point. And some guys they can get it done, like even young guys like like Justin Herbert right now is just taking the NFL by storm. Yeah. Mahomes did his his second year admitting that he couldn't quite read NFL defenses at the level he wanted to yet because post snap things kind of slow down for some guys. And for Drew Locke, I don't think it's slowing down based on what I'm seeing. Um, oh, on another note, you guys, please remind me later on this week. We need to make sure we talk about how badly the Jets are going to beat the Chiefs without giggling. Because we've done this two <laughs> weeks in a row now, and it's working. But also, did you see the <laughs> The Jets are so bad. Like, I've never seen a team this They gave the Bills a little hustle this week. <laughs> It was what it was, it was eighteen to ten. They were up at halftime. <laughs> the Jets won a half. But then they like then they had like four yards in the second half or something. Like, they just, I'm, I'm listen, 
Seth, hey Seth, I'm trying to do the thing. Oh God, yep. I'm sorry, trying to, I'm trying me. to hashtag respect the. I'm trying to. Hey, any given Sunday, fellas. Any yeah. given Sunday. Any given Sunday. But yeah, speaking of the Jets, hey. Well, no, Josh. You know what? How about I let you drive the ship? How about I let you? <laughs> well, that's fine. It sounds like you wanted to drive something. I don't know. It's it's all right. I can just I can just push back from the microphone. What do you need me for? <laughs> I well, you want to do a Jets show? <laughs> yeah, no, I just um speaking of the Jets making bad decisions, like I could be wrong, guys, Ooh. but Le'Veon Bell doesn't look washed. He does not. <laughs> I agree with that take. You're saying you're saying you're saying the Jets didn't 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 construct an offense that would accentuate his talents? Or is that is that what <laughs> you're implying? Their offense would. It seems unlikely to me. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I I don't think that seems ridiculous. Um, I, I just he he. I was so curious with Bell. I He ran with more power than I expected, and I don't think he's got quite the burst that he used to, but he doesn't look like, like when he runs, you don't, he, does, he doesn't look noticeably different to me, at least, and again, really small sample size, right? Um, but when you consider that he was running in, in some snow and on kind of a cold day where everyone looked a little slower than normal, he looked... Like himself, it wasn't kind of like you know when Shady played his first game with the Chiefs, where it was like, yeah, he's got a little bit of that quickness still, but you could tell he's not the same dude. I didn't really see that in Bell, and like the you know he gets the ball his very first carry goes like 16 yards. I'm like, oh man, and look, it's it's running back. We all know the limitations of what running backs can do for an offense, and especially with actually running the ball. But the first thing I thought is like the rest of the NFL just went, oh, for the love, come on. Like, just, like, pushed back from the table, you know, maybe punched a wall. <laughs> it was like, are you kidding me? Like, just angry. It's like, how how did we let this happen? And I'm here for it. I have a quick question on kind of sort of around this topic, but not necessarily of this topic. And then we'll talk about Chiefs Broncos. Let's say this is a horrible this is a horrible world world, but let's say that Patrick Mahomes like opts out of like two consecutive NFL seasons because there's an asteroid coming and he's the only one that can save the earth. He'll be fine, but like they need him to calculate like where to shoot the lasers at the asteroid to to save the planet because only Patrick Mahomes can save the planet. If that happened and then Andy Reid had Sam Darnold for two full seasons, how many first-round picks do you think he'd be worth by the end of it? Because I think they could get two seconds whenever Mahomes came back. <laughs> I don't want to think about this premise, honestly, but you're probably <laughs> you right. You don't want to play this game? <laughs> you're probably right. I, yeah. Uh, I'll give you that. I just think I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to quantify going from Adam Gase to Andy <laughs> Reid. Like, Ryan Tannehill went from Adam Gase to Mike Vrabel. And he's like a he's like a, a quarterback god. Yeah, I just feel like this is something we have to we should we should have to consider. I feel for for Darnold because sometimes when I watch him, I mean, he, he looks like he's got a good arm, looks like he's willing to run around, make some plays and stuff. But you never know if he's capable of anything else. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Robbie well, Anderson, and, he, and he's and he's so handsome. <laughs> Josh. People have people have, people have told me I look like Sam Darnold before. I fight it, but I also sometimes occasionally embrace it, and that was one just of those. lead in hard. Yeah, just yeah, handsome fellow. Yep. I I think Sam Darnold looks like a Lego man came to life. Is what he looks. He like. really does. Um, that that does. is super accurate. Or like, why are some... they chasing me with the football? <laughs> <laughs> what game is this? Huh? <laughs> Everything is supposed to be awesome. Guys, guys, why are you guys? Me? Not everything is awesome right now. Not everything is awesome. Um the I think 
I mean, the Jets, have they played the Patriots yet this year? No, I don't believe so. And so I will reason... double-check this, but I don't I don't think I've seen those oh, highlights. I mean, the reason that... I ask is... Shout-out to, shout to Cam Newton, in... who's like, why can't they be on the Oof. schedule, dog? Why yeah. can't they be on yeah. the schedule he next needs week? A, he needs a get-right <laughs> game yeah. in the worst way. Um, yeah. And so I just the reason I asked that is because and I want to talk about the Broncos. I feel bad. We're, see, we're already looking ahead, though, guys. We we are not making the mistake of ignoring a future opponent. We're already looking ahead. We're on to New York, which is just that's what happens when you have a boring, you know, thirty point blowout in which the offense put forth like a D plus game. <laughs> they went oh for eight yeah. on third down. It was like, no, nah, we good. Yeah. Ain't no thing. Yeah, we gonna get out of here with this stuff. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I will. I let me just say this there is not in my opinion I could be way off on this you know because things happen I don't think there's a team in the league that can give up a special teams and a defensive touchdown to the Chiefs and walk away with a win like you can't spot the Chiefs 14 or given the way things are going 13 or 12 points shout out to Harrison Butker Mm. dude's got the yips Mm -hmm. let's just say it he's Mm. got the yips he made it he made it until the 44th point of the game that's I'm it is a very good thing that extra points are something he has to do so often in the Chiefs' offense because I think he'll be able to kick through it because he's still making field goals. But like yep. we we are one or two away from Chuck Knobloch sailing the ball into the fourth row, yeah. which was still the weirdest thing I've ever seen as a sports fan. It's like this dude's been playing forever and he can't throw the ball to first. Like. <laughs> Oh man, sorry. I laugh every time I think about it because it was just the you most know, bizarre thing. As a Royals fan, nothing makes me happier than Jose Tuve just figuring out that he can't do this as well. Uh, <laughs> Seth, he he, can't, he also can't throw the first or second. Yeah, I, and it just it's just the yips. It, it just it happens. I, I I don't know why, but it does go to show just how locked in these guys need to be. But anyway, you know you know look, we've ch- we've talked about Chuck Knobloch on this show before we talked about Patrick Mahomes. That's because Patrick was on. You know, you didn't really have to do anything this game. It was- also, are you on? Are you on one of your kids' gaming headsets this week? <laughs> Someone's gonna tweet you about it, so I figured I would just say it. You just had like a long exhaled breath into the headset mic, and it just sounded like <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Danielle. I'm sure Danielle, uh, professional broadcast producer, will have keep kept the audience from hearing that, but I had to hear it, and it sounded it sounded like the the audio of of from a Harry Potter movie of the Death Eater swooping in and trying to suck out my soul but you were doing it into a microphone I I, I got excited talking about Harry I don't know <laughs> Chuck Knobloch yeah Chuck Knobloch you got excited talking about Chuck Knobloch um, no that's my bad yes I'm in one I'm on one of the gaming headsets tonight um, as we record very late my microphone is at the office because I usually record at the office but it's late guys I don't want to hit a deer there's snow everywhere. Guys, like, seriously, there's so much snow everywhere. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, it's everywhere, and it won't go away. It's like Seth, 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 take a deep – let's listen. Take a deep breath. Inhale. Inhale a deep breath. And then exhale with great force. Your team, sir, is 6-1. <laughs> and one. And the only reason they're not 7-0 is because Derek Carr had the greatest game of his life. <laughs> and it's also going to take that to beat the Chiefs and not giving up a pick six, fumbling the football everywhere, uh, trying to do flea flickers when it's totally uncalled for. 
And, um, you know, just kicking the ball deep into the end zone. And, oh, my God, why is he running by everybody? (laughs) Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, Nate, I'm going to just let you decide where we where we go first. Of, of all of those things, and I think your story is up now, but like literally as we were recording, mm-hmm. so I've not even seen it with my own eyes. What where do you want to start from what we uh, what we learned tonight? Well, let me let me workshop this in real time as a uh, as the story's out. <sighs> Hopefully, you all uh, enjoy. Um, so the favorite, my favorite sentence that I wrote for <laughs> recapping this ridiculous football game um, was quote in basketball terms. The Chiefs dunked on the Broncos over and over again with the <laughs> with their impressive rookie. Running back Clyde Edwards O'Leary, their six man receiver Byron Pringle, and their glue guy, safety Daniel Sorensen. Okay. In quote, they didn't need Patrick Mahomes, like, which is the opposite of what we talked about last week, right? Where Patrick Mahomes was kind of at the center of every Chiefs Broncos game previously in Denver. Obviously, the start of his uh, ascension of a career. Uh, him having to, you know, throw the ball left-handed to beat one of the better defenses. The Broncos have literally never been the same since that game. Um, and then obviously him, you know, his knee just popping out of where it's supposed to be. And the team having to, like, <laughs> having to rally together and, like, that being, like, sort of one of the more pivotal moments in their season and him somehow walking off the field uh, after his knee literally wasn't in his leg. So... Patrick Mahomes essentially sat for the entire second quarter, Josh. Essentially. Like, it didn't... Like, they could have kneed... They could have kneeled, excuse me, on every snap in the second quarter. And they still would have had a Mm 15-point lead. Which is wild. Um, Considering that Byron Pringle and a nice hat... uh, Tipping our hats to, you know... I always call him a special teams guru and Dave Tobe. Realizing, you know, McCole Hartman... Not 
not really hitting the hole hard on kickoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to let him focus a little more on offense. That was some good production in the first half. And, hey, let's get somebody up to sort of motivate, you know, McColl. Uh, someone else needs to have another opportunity. We got to get Byron Pringle the ball somehow. Let's uh, let's have him do kickoff returns. And my man, <laughs> in his one opportunity, flew. Just absolutely flied. And I yeah. name all the guys who had really good blocks because this often gets lost in the idea of like, hey, why, why did that guy run 102 yards and he was barely touched? <laughs> but I count strong blocks from Daniel Sorensen. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Kaiser, who kind of mm. had a very up and down game yet again. <laughs> good block. You know what? Let's just leave it at that. Nice block, Nick. Yeah, yeah. You know so what? nice good block, block from Daniel Sorensen, Nick Kaiser, Ben Neiman, Antonio Hamilton, Willie Gay Jr., Dion Yelder, Marcus Camp, and Dorian O'Daniel. That's how many blocks Byron Pringle had before he ever came close to a Denver Broncos. So when you have a full head of steam and that level of blocking and that, I guess, ineptitude from uh, the coverage team, it leads to the longest play in the NFL this season, which was a 102-yard kickoff return. Um, we've mentioned Daniel Sorensen before, but it's nice that Patrick Mahomes looked, as someone told me on Twitter, dude looked bored out there in the snow <laughs> in the second quarter. Dude looked like, when can I play? And they're like, nah, we got it. Why would we let you play against these <laughs> trash Broncos, dog? Why? Why? Why you ain't gonna take all these snaps? Mm-mm. No, let everybody else get that shine. So Patrick, Patrick Mahomes essentially said, and um, <coughs> you brought sudden, um, <coughs> oh God, Justin Houston, if you're <coughs> Nate, you got something cognitively <laughs> good. If you're good, I don't want to say his name, but like <coughs> Steven Nelson, if you're if you're anybody. On the 20, 18 deep defense. <laughs> you got to get your breath. I'm worried about you. Oh, God. I just If you're anybody on that, Rod Parker, if you're anybody on that defense, just don't listen right now. Your man basically out here shot shot to death because he, he sub-tweeted y'all and basically said, you know, as a young quarterback, um, I would have forced the ball today. I would have been throwing interceptions because I would have been trying to run it up the score because, you know, if I had my defense of two years ago, this game would have been in the 40s. Um, so, again, you know, if if you're <coughs> D Ford, if you're anybody, I don't know where this came from. I don't know Man, how. You gotta, I'm worried about it. <coughs> I don't know how this happened, but wow. I mean, in two years' times. Uh, Patrick Mahomes realizes I don't need to score four touchdowns a game. I just don't need to turn the football over, make wise decisions. And hey, if Nick Kaiser fumbles the ball, he's going to fumble the ball. We're just going to keep feeding Nick Kaiser until he has a strong game for 60 minutes <laughs> based on injuries. It, it's so funny. Like, there were there were a lot of mistakes this game, like on the offensive side of the ball, which I, I tweeted out earlier, and this is something that I'm writing on tonight, or for those of you, most of you are listening. It'll be today. Um, is that this is the most well-rounded Chiefs team of my lifetime, and that includes last year's team, um, because they are they're they're more well-rounded on offense. They can win in more variety of ways, and I think the defense is a little better. Um, no, they they are better from last year. Like it's yeah. it's undeniable at this point because yep. of the system, the production, um, and look, they've only had one bad game, which. And at that this game, point, seven years ago, at, th- at this point, seven games into last season, I should say, there, there's there's clearly a difference. 
Right. And, and, you know, it's worth talking about. We did after the game with the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders clearly caught some stuff, you know? They just caught some stuff. They That game was their Super Bowl. And I don't think it's any coincidence that um, Raiders didn't do so hot today. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they they had won their, their Super Bowl for the year. And maybe they'll give the Chiefs a really great game the second time around. We'll see what happens. The Chiefs have run them out of the building for the most part. And they, they caught them on some stuff, right? The, the, the defense hasn't given up big plays all year. And the, the Raiders did a great job catching them in some looks. Every time the Chiefs blitzed, they were calling a shot play and they were picking up the right protections. They had clearly spent more time on that game than the Chiefs. It was one of the first times I've watched a game and said, man, Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo both kind of got whooped here. And, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. and so beyond that, the defense has played really Really well. Now, obviously, against the Broncos, that's not like, you know, the biggest deal, but it does matter. And so what's funny is, like, I've got people filling my mentions. Look, get, you know what? We're going to get back to the analysis in a second. I have some good life advice for people. Put nothing, it on. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. Like, you think it will. Your build up. Look, I'm married to the most beautiful woman I've ever met in my life. Like, even if I didn't like her, I would have married her because she's hot. Like, like, scalding hot. I still would have married her. Tell him, Seth! And even, and, and she also was an awesome mom. And she's incredibly giving. And she she's listening in the next room. No, I'm just kidding about that part. I don't think she is. <laughs> yeah, 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 she, she is. is. Like, yeah, yeah, she's ready my, for this podcast. My, my, wife, my wife is essentially perfect. And she's, like, perfect for me, too. She, like, challenges me to grow. And all these things. Okay, Seth, and, now, Seth, 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 now stop right there. And let's just go to the next topic. <laughs> but sometimes, oh, no! sometimes, no! sometimes, no! oh, you blew, you blew the twenty-eight to three lead. <laughs> sometimes, why are you even, going into the end zone, Todd Gurley? No, yeah, I'm Deshaun no, Jackson in this. I am. I'm. No, Seth, you're the relationship. Hear, Falcons, hear, no! hear me out though, because I think people need to hear this. My wife, for as incredible as she is, occasionally messes up. Now, it's usually my fault, let's be honest here, but occasionally she's going to, and it's not going to be 100% perfect 100% of the time. And I got to tell you, Chiefs fans, look, they just stomped the Broncos in a snow game, and let's face it, snow football, a friend of the show, Ethan, I want to say Douglas. That's his, this is a, Douglas. Yeah, okay, it is yeah, Douglas. Way to recover. Yeah, ooh, that would have been a bad yeah. look for me. He, he he commented, snow football is the best football. And it is. Snow games are amazing. Even, like, they could have used a little more snow, honestly. But I've got people in my mentions like, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm a little worried about the vertical passing game. And it's really hard for me. And, and if you're one of the people who said that to me, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you, but I want you to really think about what you just said, right? <laughs> Like, I want you to really think about it. It sounds mean. I'm not trying to say it in a mean way, but I want you to really think about that. You're worried. Like, just say it out loud. I'm worried that Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman won't be able to get the vertical passing game going while being coached by Andy Reid with Travis Kelsey alive. I want you to think about that. Are you really worried about that? Like, really? Because that's what I've got people mentioning. Like, oh, you know, the run defense is bad. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't really matter unless everything else is falling apart. Then, sure, the run defense matters if everything else is falling apart. It, it, just be happy. Nothing in life is ever going to be quite as perfect as you think. You know, read a little Ecclesiastes. That's right, two Old Testament references in one show. I'm going to get up to like six at some point before Josh puts a stop to this. 
Um, just hold, like I have any power over that's, that. At all. Yeah, that's fair. All we all we need is a, just a nice strumming guitar and just a calmer voice. And I feel like I'm in youth. I'm I'm just listening to my youth pastor <laughs> you, you, tell me that my Saturday it's, was not aligned with my aspirations on this Sunday morning. You know, and that's and that's the case for some Chiefs football fans, right? Some yes. of you guys, some of you guys want to just party all night long and just just light up the scoreboard and sometimes you gotta save those you gotta save those moments for the ones you love in january and early february and right now we're just trying to get you to look at the big picture the understanding that you know biblically it's gonna take some time but you've got a long life ahead of you and jesus your lord and savior is is gonna find a way to get you True happiness, which is also the end zone. I don't know. Take it away, Seth. Abstinence forever. There's a lot going on here. Okay, I got to give an example. I'm going to sound echoey for a second because I am moving rooms in my house. Do you want to know how perfect my wife is? She just sent me. She just sent me a text like, "Why are you talking so loud?" And then sent me the gif of Chris Farley yelling from bed, "Let me go to sleep for the love of God." <laughs> <laughs> well, so, if you, you, if we need to, if we need I to, mean, you are literally singing this woman's praises on the podcast, and she's like, "Seth, yeah, could you, could you, you shut your face this? before I kill you?" And so now um, I am in my forty degree crotch because yes, and uh, look, I'm gonna bring it back around. Young husbands, fear your wives. And I am here cowering in my garage. Man, it's cold in here. Holy smokes. But anyway, it's not going to be perfect. But the Chiefs look great. Like, it's not going to be perfect, says the man who just got, who just got sent out to his garage, which is 42 <laughs> degrees at midnight. I'm so cold. Look. But it is a funny, I mean, she seriously, <laughs> it's the Chris Farley gift. Please let me sleep for the love of God. That's what she said. Look, look th- these moments are so short. And you got to think about the, the, the long history that Seth has laid out for you as, as to his relationship and just the, the foundational biblical just heartfelt moments that they've had don't focus so much on the cold bitter dark places that we can go as as football fans as men of god don't don't like, worry like about his that. garage like his garage don't don't think <laughs> about is, that it is cold guys <laughs> i've got you i've got you right now seth illuminated only by the light of your laptop right now like, i've got you in pitch black darkness Oh. I think that within the next 20 minutes, you're going to hear a rustling in the corner. You're going to find a raccoon is in there with you. Like, I think this is going to You guys, whole, that would be the, the most way. unbelievable content we've ever created. I don't know if you heard that sound. That's the sound of my garage heater that I'm turning on. Excellent. All right, but I'm in the office now, like the office adjacent to the garage. And so life is good. Anyway, let, man, seriously, though. The Chiefs are really good, guys. The the Broncos are. Can you just pull like... your microphone a little bit away from your mouth, just like a little bit? Honestly, like I'm not like this isn't really a joke anymore. Can you just like pull that away from your mouth, like a is little it, bit? Is that better? Wow, so much better. <laughs> yes. Do we need to yes. restart the show? No. No, but it's so much better. 
I regret not asking you to do that half an hour ago, but it's okay. We haven't really talked about Chiefs Broncos yet. Well, maybe if I could, maybe if I could walk three feet without being out of breath, like I'm a 600 pound behemoth, that would probably have helped too. Golly, this has not been good for my self esteem. It's like, oh, I need to go pick up that glass of water. <laughs> you had to move from one room to another, and you sound like you were carrying Tershawn Wharton on your back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean future defensive player of the year, Tershawn Wharton? Yeah. Who, by the way, that dude looks so in shape, and. I, I just I have to say this, and this is not coming up organically. Colin Saunders is back, and he made a couple of nice plays. He did. Colin Saunders is a man who has been eating food during his time <laughs> off. Am I wrong? Like I I saw him, I and know, I dude, did Colin not know. Colin Saunders is. A billion pounds. He's a he's a he's a Dude, rock card. No, no, continue, uh, Seth, because I'm gonna back you up on this with some with some with some okay. information. Colin, Colin Saunders. I'm assuming he was told to put on a little bit of weight to maybe be able to hold up a little stronger at the point of attack because that's an area that he's been working on and he's got a ton of potential. I like Colin Saunders a lot. But his belly has never been such a major component of his being before this game. Because like, when they were warming up, I was like, man, who's that dude? Oh, that's Colin Saunders? Like, um, who, oh, referred, who referred to himself after the game via his Twitter account. Fat boy gotta eat. <laughs> Did he really? In quote. <laughs> Just as you I guys tweet. It's <laughs> exciting. I didn't know that, but it really did. That I mean, good work, Seth. And that's a great you guys all Oh, and he's got a great picture for it too. Oh, uh, well, good for him. I'm glad to see him back on the field. Uh, the Chiefs should still trade a second rounder for Quinn and Williams because why not? <laughs> um, Stop this, Seth! <laughs> and I don't want the Chiefs to ever draft hey, Jets, anyone again. Give me all your good players. <laughs> Hey, when he Hold comes on. off the hey, bus, so um, can you can you direct him to our locker room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just can you just leave him? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you, Jets. So, Seth, presuming the Chiefs have the 32nd pick in the second round, if the Jets were going to trade him for a second round pick, which I still don't think is going to happen because I think they got to put those, like, Bill O'Brien handcuffs on him before he trades away one of their, like, actual building block players, being Adam Gase, would you give up the first round pick? Because I feel like you got to start talking about it being – because it's – they essentially either have the first pick of the second round or the the first pick of the third round if they're on, yeah. you know, 30, 31, I, I, I wouldn't do probably a first round pick just because while he... That fifth year option. Yeah, that fifth year option is going to be really expensive for him. And yep. because even though he's on his rookie deal, it's not quite as cheap as a normal rookie deal because he was a top five pick. At the same time, like if you watch that dude, now he hasn't been a great pro. He hasn't been as good as expected, but he's playing for Adam Gase. Like I, I'm sorry. I, I really right. look. I, most of the time, I will, I'll do like a caveat. Man, this dude knows more about football than I ever could know. And I admit, Adam Gase. I'm sure he knows more about X's and O's that I could ever know. But most of the time, I, I'm comfortable saying, you know what, I, I that they're better than I would be. I'm not convinced that's true with Adam Gase because I feel like I could just have the coordinators do their job and at least be nice to the players and have them like me and like be willing to play hard yeah, for I was, me. I, like, was, I don't know. I was actually thinking about this with that Mike McCarthy quote where he's like, yeah, if you win four divisional games, your chances of winning the division goes up where it's like, oh my God, Mike McCarthy, like you 
that you said that out loud to a reporter. Like, oh my, I, I, my working theory is that I would be a dramatically worse head coach than 30 NFL head coaches and always better than two. And I think right now it's Mike McCarthy and Adam Gase. They, yeah, they, they're, 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 they're checked out. Mike McCarthy can't believe that he swindled Jerry Jones into hiring him. <laughs> he can't believe it. Yeah. So he's just like, oh, okay, sounds good. And that's I, – I just – oh, it's – coaching matters. And so much of the times we get hung up on X's and O's, and those matter a ton, of course, right? That's why Andy Reid and Bill Belichick are the two best head coaches in the league because their their X's and O's are better than everyone else's. It matters a ton. But really, and a lot of people talk about this, and this is why you see some people really, like, pushing for Eric Bieniemy right now. It's like you got to be – Yeah. <laughs> it's like you got to be able to lead – Grown men, you got to convince them to follow you. Guys who are mostly richer than you, um, mostly you know, some of them have more staying power than you, and you've got to convince them to buy into your vision and follow you and take correction from you. That's hard, and when you just don't care, <laughs> that matters. <laughs> When like and so anyway, I they should trade a second for Quinn and Williams. I know I've destroyed the rhythm of this podcast, but I'm just saying, why not? You, I here's the deal. Would do you think Adam Gase would do it? I think he might. No, I think I think his owner would. Play I, yeah, a I don't think he has any. I don't think he has any control. Like, like the phone calls are being rerouted mid-dialing <laughs> yeah. to yes. the Johnson family, yes. not to Adam. Yeah, Gates. they're going. They're going to the U.S. Uh, they're going. They're going to the U.S. Embassy in the U.K., but they're they're being rerouted elsewhere. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, the, he can't get on a phone, y'all. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Now that so that joke, I just feel like you know that joke didn't really get kind of all the lot. So Woody Johnson is the U.S. ambassador, I, U.S. a U.S. ambassador <laughs> to the U.K. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew kind of why that joke was like so funny. Why why do you want to bring politics into this, Josh? Why, why I, would, it's the owner of the Jets. Why, it's just the owner why, of the Jets. Why would you want to do this to us right now, huh? It's a very <laughs> tense. A divisive time right now. <laughs> in these in these divisive times, I'd like to find something we can all unite divisiveness. over. These, as we search for our new normal in this unprecedented divisiveness, oh, I'd like to turn you to your television. I, I'd like to tell look, you about what I understand days. politics are important, but I, honest to goodness, if I have to watch one more political commercial, these I forgot. These ads have been in. No, oh, no, no. Lead the in, ads are lead very in, bad. Lead in, Seth. The, the ads, ads have bad. been incredible. Oh, once you've already yeah. voted. One of the, one of the, <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing that gets me. I, I just I, I so I have a I have a few things that I have issue with our current political system, which I think a lot of people have a lot of issues with it. This this show doesn't exist. Get this it off show, your no chest. one's this but show. Like, Say it with one, your is, chest. one is you have any idea how much money it costs to rent ad time during Holy NFL games? Whoa, whoa, yo, 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 yo. Seth, Seth, chill, chill, chill. Stop taking money out of the pockets of TV stations and radio stations. Uh, Seth, let them have it. I just. Do you have any idea how much good a few hundred million dollars could do in specific communities? And th- when I say a few hundred million dollars. To like TV and radio hosts? <laughs> yeah, a lot of good. I just, I just, who do they think, whose mind are they changing at this point? Do you really think, do you think there's someone out there that's, no, that's like, totally they're right. sitting there watching their NFL game and they see an ad and they go, well, you know what? I've, I've been a big Donald Trump fan for the last four years, but that, 
that 30-second commercial has completely changed my viewpoint on these things. No one's doing yeah, that. Unlikely. No one's changing their mind. Save your money. Let all the radio stations burn. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, Seth. They're already doing that. <laughs> Yeah, the joke's on me. Oh, my goodness. Read the room, Read Seth. the room. Let us have I'm this I'm so sorry. Hey, okay. I Actually, Josh, I have a book. Not all of us have a newsletter. <laughs> you know what? You guys need to appear on the newsletter at some point. He said probably breaking all sorts of non-compete agreements of some sort. Anyway. Yeah, my whole thing will be like, here's, I'll break down political ads. It'll be yeah, awesome. you'll break down political ads. <laughs> and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, maybe, Josh, we could just have you do an entire thing. Now that you're adding me every time Clyde Edwards-Hilaire does something that's not good, now that you're doing I did, that... I Twitter, literally... I, uh, had, I tweeted about Clyde uh, one time all night, I, and it was because of how snarky you were in a private Clyde, text three weeks so ago. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire breaks 72 tackles on a run that had an <laughs> estimated yards gained of negative 50 and he like hercules his way through the entire broncos defense this is just through more not proof the, that we can't nay, have a reasonable conversation about this man of denver colorado was in between him and the end and zone the goal line and he yes. just yeah. said he, no not today you know what he didn't even say no he said nay Nay, people, not today. He yeah. went Thor. Yeah, and, and I didn't he, say he a saved piece. a baby out of a burning building <laughs> yeah, and he cured COVID. And why can't we have sane conversations about Clyde? It's Josh's <laughs> fault. Bleep off. Well, no, exactly. Well, I'm glad you figured that out. Holy cow. Yeah, I, no, I did. It took it, honestly. It took me but like six word. months longer than it should have. And then but. Clyde drops a pass that, admittedly, he should have caught. And like that would have been. It a- was an it was an easier catch <laughs> than that one from that Daryl Williams didn't drop that you literally texted the group chat about. Like, I don't, what are we doing? <laughs> and that's that's the thing. It's like I think every player has that moment with Pat. Where it's just like, because Kelsey's had that moment with Pat, where it's like, holy <laughs> Nick, crap! Nick the Kaiser ball. would like to enter the chat. <laughs> yeah, Nick Kaiser's all. <laughs> Nick, man, I just, I'm really glad Nick had a good game later in the game, and he had a really good block on that touchdown, because Nick is up against it a little bit. Andy reads the Twitter t- cut him. Twitter did cut him, but here's the deal. <laughs> they Look, really did. But Andy reads the type of coach that's going to give a guy that he thinks has talent every shot. He's going to dial him up probably one more look, and then. And, and then <laughs> we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Because you can't. Well, although a fumble is different than a drop pass in Andy Reid's world, at least as far as I can tell. Because like Darwin Thompson fumbled, and we did not see that dude for like two games. Shady McCoy fumbled yeah. twice, and he didn't play again the rest of the year. And he's still like like salty with the Chiefs because he. You can tell he's not happy. You know, you're going in, oh, this is the best team I've ever been a part of. You know, just <laughs> shit, sh- come <laughs> on, the man. The Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, they gave him a ring, and you know he got that ring. He was like, pff, pff, but not like a good version of that, like Travis Kelsey's. And so I, I just, Nick Kaiser, I just, they've all had that moment where it's like, 
oh, man, the play is dead. Ah, the ball! You know what I mean? And that was Clyde's where he was just not even remotely ready for that ball. And you got to be ready for it because that was a great throw. It's a great throw. Oh man, you know you know who would have you know who would have made that catch? Probably Daryl Williams. <laughs> I was I was gonna say Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the answer was. I was guessing multiple choice. Um, can I can I also say as much as we enjoy Mitchell Schwartz's um, profession, him. Telling you in the middle of the game oh, what the Chiefs are doing—he's getting fined. Was kind of incredible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's gonna get talked to for sure. Yeah. You don't need—you don't need to play next week, Mitchell, but you need to tweet next week, my guy. Okay, yes. like if there's anything that's gonna make Chiefs Jets more interesting, it's you telling the protection calls or what they should properly be. Like moments after the snap, yeah, like yeah. I just, yeah, I just Mitch, love Mitchell Schwartz. Mitch, he cooks t- food at a very high level. <laughs> he gave up no pressures in a postseason that should really put him at Hall of Fame status. Yes, and in the first game of his NFL career, 134 snaps, all consecutive. Dude's incredible. Yeah. Um, he 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 was at his home in Overland Park with with his lady. And, and his two dogs, and was just saying, like, no, that's a zero pressure. We should have done this. Pat saw it, didn't like what he saw, took the sack. We move on. And it's just I, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, like, there's a guy with job security right there. Because like, <laughs> that's like, like that they, they won't let the reporters tweet stuff like that during training camp snaps. No kidding. And, and Mitch so is out right. here like, you know what's interesting is how, you know, they you, they were supposed to do this. Everyone did their job. It's like, Mitch, shh. Like, shh like, what you doing? And the, there's a guy like, you know, man, I had people after last week when, when he went out. And look, his back's been bugging him. That's got to suck. I hope he gets. I'm glad they're able to rest him. I'm guessing. Don't play next week, Mitch. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't, don't, don't do it, Mitchell. <laughs> don't do it. Mitch, don't play. I'll play guard. We can, Alec Reddy can play tackle. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think matter. it's going to be okay. Mitch. But I did have people. Actually, no, no I don't want to play guard. I don't want to play guard. Quinn Williams no, plays defensive tackle. No, he, I'll play tackle. You, I'll play tackle. Yeah, play tackle. They can hide you. They'll, they'll have Nick Kaiser help you. And, you know, he'll redeem himself. Um, but, I mean, there's a guy, because I had people asking me, like, wow, you know, maybe maybe we should stick with the hot hand and keep Remmers at right tackle even when Schwartz is healthy. I was like, guys, no. Like, the, the, the one the one part of that that I think is, like, semi-sane is, like, I, I think that Mike Remmers right now might have been playing better than the last version of Mitch Schwartz we saw, maybe, because he wasn't healthy. Mm, so, like, right. I don't, I wouldn't 1,000% like I, I think I can see what people are doing there at the very least. Like, cause it, playing playing football when your back hurts is gotta be really God, hard. While, blocking, while trying to while, while trying blocking. to protect half a billion dollar player. Yes, but run yeah. blocking honestly is where we were seeing the worst of it. And he, he, I would just say this: you know, Mahomes has always been tough to pass block for because he moves in such a unique way. But Schwartz has been able to account for it. But you can tell he's just not moving quite as well. He still, in my opinion, was the least of the pass blocking problems besides Assembly when Assembly was healthy. Yeah, I still even, think even if yeah, it was mostly interior because even Eric Fisher up until like two weeks ago hadn't given up a sack either. Yeah, and, and so he was getting some undeserved hate. I will say one area he was not playing well was run blocking. Like, and that's just he's just trying to not get hurt worse. 
You know, because like if mm-hmm. let's say you're Mitch Schwartz, right? And and that's not I'm not quoting him by the way. So when far, I say so that. good. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. If, but let's say I mean let's say you're Mitch Schwartz. You know your primary job is to keep the half a billion dollar man healthy. And they're like, guys, we're gonna run a sweep on the right side on second and ten. And you know his first thought is why? Like what? Why would we do that? But the second thought is okay. I'm gonna try to block for this, but it's a lot more important than. You know, rather than me getting hurt trying to help us gain three extra yards on this, I need to stay healthy to keep the half a billion dollar man healthy. And I think he was blocking like that a little bit. So here's one here's one tweet from Mitchell Schwartz. Um, particularly on the on the I think this was a third down sack. Quote, not a mistake by the O line at all. Everyone doing their job and executing well. They brought more this is this I think this was a five man uh six man blitz. They yeah. brought more than we could block, an and Pat set. tried to throw, huh? No, I was just agreeing. I said, yeah, it was an empty set. Yeah, and Pat tried to throw it, but Chubb uh, jumped and took away that hot route throw, essentially. Smart play. I think this was on the Le'Veon Bell one that yes. ended up being. Because Mahomes talked about this after the game also, and basically said this, and that he didn't trust Bell to get his head around, then Bell hadn't gotten his head around yet. Yes, mm-hmm. smart play. If he tries to force that throw, you're either looking at a possible tip and or interception. So... I mean, he was just—he was just saying things that were that were great. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he was saying that Anthony Hitchens saw a similar scheme on a last on the previous few runs to diagnose it and break it up. I mean, the, the dude was just saying like, uh, I mean, he's just—he's—he's just... he's a gift. He really <laughs> is a gift. Um, he, he's and kind of took career. you through the, yeah, kind of took you through the mental process too, where he said. You know, it's got to be a bit of a weird feeling for the O because you're only, you know, 20-ish plays into the game. You've moved the ball well, but you had a turnover and a couple third downs that weren't converted to stall drives right before getting your field goal range only to see the flip side and you're up 15, you know? (laughs) So you're playing well, but you don't have the ball. It's just like, yeah. It's just like even he acknowledges the weirdness and tells you that, like, actually, you know, he was really happy for Nick Kaiser too, just because he understands how important he is in the run blocking scheme. And hey, he to be fair, you put on the tape, those two snaps, very similar. Hey, first time he was like, Why are you throwing to me, dog? At least today, <laughs> when Patrick was scrambling to his right, he was like, Hey, hey, I'm 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 in the window. Hey, yeah, hey oh my god, window. he's throwing me the ball. Don't you drop it. Don't you drop it. Don't you drop it. Oh my god, I caught the ball. Hold on to now the ball. Now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> do not, <laughs> and now it's gone. Yeah. Now the ball's gone again. Damn. <laughs> I caught it, and then I, I uncaught it. Now what do Shoot. I do? But he, oh, but, so. but, hey, hey, he caught it on uh, on Mahomes' on Mahomes' uh, scramble right. And yeah, he got it on the Mahomes' scramble. It was, held it was on to very that similar. Ball, like his life depended on it. I actually, I, I was, what I can't even remember what game I was watching at this point where a quarterback uh, ended up running out of bounds on a really similar play. And there was a guy open in the middle of the field. And I realized now guys are open in that spot all the time at the NFL level. When quarterbacks scramble around like that, it's just literally no one will make that throw except Pat. Like he's it. He is the only one that will like, well, I know I'm, I know I'm running towards the sideline. But I think I can fit it in between those guys, and he can. It's just the coolest thing. Well, that's not true. Herbert tried to throw like that when the Chiefs played them, but that wasn't. That was a little different. So the NFL was 
bonkers today too. Like, cause Herbert had a, Herbert had a little that little like run that looked like something Mahomes <laughs> would have done, but it worked and it worked for him. Right. Russell Wilson had some little Mahomes things, and then ben, Big Ben had a little Mahomes little shovel thing that all worked to varying degrees. Just just nuts. Um, we we touched on the like you you know Seth gave the nothing's perfect that remember the monologue that you know that ended with his wife kicking him into the garage. Remember that from a few minutes oh, ago. Oh yeah, this is not a coincidence. Um, yeah, no, but. <laughs> I, I am sort of curious just because like Mahomes and Reed both talked about this after the game. And I, I think honestly, I think Andy Reed's perspective on it was like pretty close to perfect, which nothing is I've been told, but like, you know, he was, he just said like three different times, like the, it's really hard to win in the NFL. And when you win in the NFL, you should take that for what it is. And then also like still tinker with stuff. But I, I do think that like the chiefs going over eight on third down is something that in literally any context we should and would pay attention to. And we like we have all the other good like we you know started the show with Dan Sorensen and Byron Pringle and those plays and the defense being as good as it was are all really really important. But I also feel like we have to at least acknowledge the like literally over on third down and just how weird that was. It's, and I, I haven't like gone back even and kind of diagnosed what happened on each of those plays. That's that feels like kind of a you thing, Seth, to go through and figure out like, oh yeah, here's what happened and here's why none of it was anyone's fault or whatever. Like here's the logic of it, et cetera. But I I was I it was jarring. It's a jarring stat that you don't expect from this offense. Mm-hmm. You don't. Um particularly because it wasn't like they were in a ton of third and longs, I would I would sort of categorize it. You know, there was mm-hmm. there was one third and long where it was clear that because of just poor uh line protection Patrick said that like I had to take a sack on first down it was like third and 19 and the Broncos were like Tyreek Hill can't get past us so (laughs) you so you would remove that one you're like okay we're up big we don't need to like again force the football um because the defense is playing so well but yeah the other seven from my memory are just pretty benign ordinary like third and sevens third and fours third and you know sixes and they just for whatever reason, they just didn't execute, and this is one of those rare things where you can kind of pick up something that somebody has done defensively, and you can say, hey, we can take that to the bank. We, we just got to do all the other things that, like, all the other teams did to, like, you know, not prevent them from scoring 30 points. Um, the Broncos made the decision today that was opposite of the Bills, particularly on third down when the Chiefs were on the plus side of the field, which led to a lot of field goals which was they blitzed the living hell out of Patrick Mahomes on third down. So they would yeah, wait. And it worked. And it worked. Um, yeah. Now, the now the Broncos have better pass rushers than the Bills as of right now, so mm-hmm. that's maybe one reason why they didn't go that route. And they're not like the Ravens, who were just, like, so absurd with the idea that, like, hey, guys, we're blitzing. You know that? You know that? We're blitzing. <laughs> like, you see everybody at the line of scrimmage? We're blitzing, okay? Like, like there's no disguising here. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, no. Why would I disguise anything to the world's greatest quarterback? No, I'm coming. You know I'm coming. Let's let's have a gunfight, you know? And it's just like, wow, we died every night. <laughs> um, so so the, the, the Broncos did a good job of realizing – Let's force the issue, but they did a pretty good job disguising it to where there was some confusion on the offensive line. And again, for this group, this was their first true run together. It wasn't like last week where all of a sudden you're just like cobbling things together. And to simplify the offense, it made better sense for them to just run the Bills to death. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see that, like, will more teams do that, particularly in the Red Zone moving forward, where it's like, can you disguise it a good amount to where you can still get enough pressure 
towards a quarterback to where, hey, maybe Mahomes isn't as accurate or, you know, Le'Veon Bell doesn't whip his head around fast enough mm-hmm. or, you know, Travis Kelsey isn't, like, as open as he normally would be with, like, two seconds or less. Um, mm-hmm. It is a fascinating point. But, again, you need to do this and, like, eight other things on defense to, like, make any significant, you know, headway against the Chiefs offense, which is wild. Like, if you were, even if you remove um, interception return from a touchdown, kickoff return for a touchdown, even if you remove all of the turnovers, they still win the game going 0 for 8 yeah. on third down, which is, again, yeah. wild. It is it is wild. I do have – I. I I'm going to real quick, Seth, I'm going to blast through what I think I have here as the list of like just third down situations really quick because there's, I mean, there's eight of them. They had uh, the third and four that probably should have been, it looked like the hot route, and Mahomes said the, the hot route there was to Bell and he didn't get his head around. So that didn't work. Mahomes got sacked on what looked like an Andrew Wiley issue, but hard to say. Oh, yeah, he got blue on that sure. play. Yeah. Just, just, just it, like, ole. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. It, I mean, it, like you that said, was bad. it's impossible to know with 100% certainty, but I think there's a reason you didn't see Mitch Schwartz tweeting something like, actually, everyone did their job there because unless I'm crazy, Andrew Wiley did not, in fact, do his job there. <laughs> right. It happens. Um, yeah, it happens. Then there was the third and five free rusher at Mahomes yep. uh, with Chubb, I think it was, and he just skipped it to Tyree Kill. He was kind of, you know, off balance, falling backwards, whatever. Yep. And then halftime. Then there was third and 19, Mahomes to Hill, way short of the sticks. I mean, short of the sticks, going for yeah, like four yards short. Give or take. Then there... Then there was third and nine where Hill, where uh, Clyde dropped a touchdown, and oh. then there was third and three. Mahomes overthrew Hill in the end zone. Probably should have gone to the other side of the field to Le'Veon, but yep. it was who was totally wide open? Yeah, he was wide open. I don't know if he, I don't know how long it takes for him to work over that direction or whatever. Um, and that was it. I think the, I think I got through all eight there. But anyway, with, with all of that, does that do any of those? I, I don't know if there's a pattern in he, there for you, Seth, or if that's anything that you stri- you can stick together at all. What I would say with each of those is that the bigger issue is that it wasn't really necessarily what Denver did. It was just a failure of execution. Mahomes had the right read on the bell on the bell play. Yeah. And, and yeah, Chubb did yeah. a nice job getting in the way. But if Mahomes thought he'd get the ball around, he'd have floated it to him like he has a million other times. And Bell yeah. had room to, to scoot there. Um, Clyde dropped a touchdown. And so yep. now, so now we've moved to twenty five percent conversions, right? Um, with Hill, he short armed it a little bit, right? You know, it was just an inaccurate throw. It's not that the the Broncos did anything to mess with them. He also uh, Clyde didn't get his head around once, but that might not have been on third down. Maybe that was on second down, because um, there were two specific plays like that. I thought that was on third down as well, too. I, I mean, I, I definitely could have skipped one there. I'm, I was yeah, sort of there. There was there was one. It was on there, as they were going right to left. Uh, Clyde didn't get his head around, and the ball just shot right by him. But that might have been on second down. And so you've got some failures of execution here. And then obviously, you know, Wiley gave up pressure quickly. That's just that wasn't anything they did fancy. It's just you know, Wiley got beat. You know, and like Nate said, it happens. Um, none of it was really like. Oh man, you know they've really flummoxed them. It's kind of like when people were talking about the Raiders game, or or even the Bills game. It's like guys, I've just not seen anything here that's like, oh, they've they've flummoxed them. It's just the Chiefs really have yet to outside the Ravens game to play a game in which they didn't have a few more mistakes than what one would expect from a team of their caliber. They still look like mm-hmm. a team that is rounding into shape. Not like physical shape, but I mean in terms of like timing and everything. 
they're just still working on some stuff as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and it's everyone, right? Because again, Mahomes short-armed that throw to Hill and then later on, you know, missed Hill in the end zone where, you know, he could have worked his way back around to Bell. And so these weren't necessarily defensive wins, more so they were just failures of execution on the offense. And that's where I still just don't see it. It's kind of, again, after the, the Raiders game, people were saying, oh, you know, man, the Raiders, you know, they really unlocked something. It's like, well, they still scored 32. And um, Nate Tice, who, who goes on Robert May's show um, and does a great job breaking down this stuff, he pointed out, he said, you know, look, counting on penalties to get the Chiefs to like third and 20 five different times. That's not asking a a lot. Yeah, that's not a strategy. That's just getting lucky. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, Mm -hmm. look, it was a snow game. Guys didn't execute certain snaps. And the offense still moved fairly well overall. And they were not brushing off their best stuff. Can you think of one play? I can think of one play this whole game where I shook my head. I was like, Andy, you sly dog. You know, normally you get like five or six of those a game. Andy took those plays, watched how the game was unfolding, folded them up, put them in his back pocket. Yep. I don't think we're going to yep. do these today. <laughs> like, Not today, boys. He, he walked over to Steve and said, hey, Steve, do you uh you think uh, the defense is going to have any trouble here? And Steve was like, ah, I don't think we're going to have any trouble here there, Andy. And so then they just proceeded to do their thing. And so – I just the one play was they 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 hit Kelsey on kind of an action going working his way across the backfield, which was I'm going to be writing about this because it was really cool. They've used Kelsey as a blocker with that exact same action a zillion times, and yes. this time they hit him. I mean, they, and Denver didn't even see it coming. It was great. Um, they were already pursuing uh, across the line, thinking it was a run, but that was really the only one. Other than that, I, I just the Chiefs were not giving their best stuff, and they still really were moving the ball pretty well. You just, you, they didn't finish a few times. And now, I guess, yeah, you could say that the same thing against the Bills, and if people want to be concerned, they can. It's just they've been very, 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 very good on offense for two years straight. I, we've got enough of a sample size here. They, they were missing their best offensive linemen. They were, they're still reshuffling the entire offensive line. So even if we think the guys that are in now might be an upgrade, we're not sure other than Remmers, right. they still need time. And, so we, and we'll we need see. to, we need to acknowledge too that um, Sammy Watkins wasn't on the field. And yep. again, security yep. blanket on third down. If Travis Kelsey is covered. Yeah, he, 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 absolutely Andy helps. Reed, Andy Reed really teased the hell out of us on McCall Hardman in this game though. Mm. Oh, he did like two, uh, two oh. of the first 15 were like McCall Hardman design plays. And there were some tweets about like, oh, I bet all of you were throwing dirt on McCall Hardman's coffin feel pretty dumb right now. <laughs> and then, and then I, he disappeared like a, like an absolute specter for the next 55 minutes of football. But man, it was fun at the beginning. That, that little that little uh, Mahomes kind of kind of floats left and Hardman just bolting to the sideline play that that was nice that was, it was fun it was that yeah, was McCall Hardman led the team two with uh, fifty seven yards receiving two for fifty seven he's he he is he's a bit of an enigma he's got some stuff to work on still but the the talents there and I do think it says something that Andy was very deliberate in making yep. him a big part of that first fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy's yeah. Andy's a guy that if a player has talent and is working, it, I I really do think. And look, I'm not in the brains of any of these players. I don't know, but I think that was a hey man, you know we 
We got confidence in you. Don't worry about it. We got this. Keep working. You know, like, you know, Andy's always says keep firing the Mahomes after a pick. You yeah. know, on like the one in 20 billion passes, Patrick Mahomes throws a pick. <laughs> this was mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of fans were burying McCole Hardman. Andy Reid is not a coach who does that. And you see why players love him because he's like, you know, hey, hey, you know what we're doing? We're going to you this game. We, well, I mean, starting off. Then later on, he was like, oh, who are you? Like, I don't. <laughs> right. And then we're going to Nick Kaiser yeah, then from then on. He, yeah, like, he was like, we have, we have how many? Hey, uh, hey, McCole, um, yeah, Jet Sweep, baby. Jet yep. Sweep. Yep. Let's just run a couple yeah, Jet Sweeps. Right. Let's just call it a day. And I think that's a good thing because I think they're going to need, much like they did last year in the playoff stretch, they're going to need Hardman. Down the stretch, even if, even if Watkins comes back and is perfectly healthy, I, I still want to see them involve Byron Pringle a little bit. I wrote about him um, on Saturday, and it just he runs some pretty slick routes. He's kind of a unique kind of herky jerky route runner, and he's got a little bit of size. He gets some separation. I I I really like how he plays. And the Chiefs just have an embarrassment of riches in the weapons position, and so I, I'm just I'm very curious about how how that goes moving forward. But I think it's cool that Andy goes out of his way to kind of get an embattled guy involved, him and Nick Kaiser, which, again, that one's a little more like, well, Andy. Hey, we got to get Nick touches. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody gets touches in the O. <laughs> uh, we do this every week, but I feel like we eventually end up at a point where there's a bunch of things we haven't really gotten to and the show <sighs> needs to be over. Anything else <sighs> from either of you think, yeah, you know what, that's worth some time, or do we cover everything? You guys good? Um... Steve Spagnolo, just 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 keep an eye, just keep an eye. Steve Spagnolo, just I don't know. <laughs> that could mean analysis you can only get here on Times Ours, a podcast on the Athletic. Willie Gay, what month is it, Nate? It is October. Willie Gay and pass coverage. Yes, Willie Gay had two leaping passes batted up. I'm just saying, two of them. I'm just saying, Steve Spagnuolo. You not for long. This this plan, this this plan is clearly they they really are like what you you've talked about this, Nate, since the very beginning of the season. You said it's going to be in steps, and we saw another step. It was kind of funny after last week. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, Billy Willie Gay is getting some more play. That was like three snaps. I was like, oh, well, he. Made an impact on those snaps. I just when he's in the ball, when he's in the game, he seems to make an impact against the pass and the mm-hmm. run. And I would not be surprised. And and I know Spagnolo loves Hitchens. Uh, Hitchens Hitchens' role is not in jeopardy. That's at least as far as I can tell. Um, but I wouldn't as, think so. I mean, but as far as getting more and more snaps for Willie Gay Jr. I could see him by the end of the season supplanting everyone else in terms of being like the other dude. And that alters a lot of things on this defense. And so I'm I'm excited for it. They I love the the plan that they have for every rookie. Low key, and we'll see like Legarius Sneed, you know, is still on the road to recovery. Haven't heard much about him, but you know, we're coming up on what, four or five weeks now? Is week three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So four weeks. So, so we might start hearing no, things. November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We might start mid-November. hearing. Might start hearing things about him, and then you know he'll have to work his way back and stuff. If Snead works his way back and plays as well, you know, or remotely as well down the stretch as he did to start the season, um, because you know come playoffs and all that. Because I mean, you know, the Chiefs' season isn't going to be over in mid-November. You know what I mean? They got December. They got January. They got February. Probably. Hopefully. Maybe even. You know, probably. Let me let me give you a a semi-hot take. S- just it's simmering. It's simmering right now. 
Okay. Josh, I'm are you ready? my sunglasses on the back of my head like Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 almost halfway through the season, right? Yeah, flavor. I, Take me to flavor time. I know we're gonna I know we're gonna talk about the Jets so that the result is, you know, seven and one, correct? Yeah. If they go fourteen and two, hell, if they go thirteen and three, and the DVOA numbers are what they are now, the Chiefs will have to hire two new coordinators. Whoa, 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 Ooh. whoa, 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 whoa. Nope, don't like that. I think I think the Spags I think the Spags uh re reheating. I think I I think we mentioned that sometime during the offseason as like a possibility maybe maybe 2 years down the road. I like that take. I like that take quite a bit. Oh. It's 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 going to be fascinating if these stats stay true through most of November because they don't play that they will have played I believe the Saints and maybe the the, the, the Buccaneers by the end, those two games are going to be interesting yep. from a defensive perspective. Yes. But say these numbers hold mostly true to form. 80 Reed going to have to let some guys get interviewed. <laughs> going to have to let some guys go. I, I just. If you think you're going to get me nervous about offensive coordinator Mike Kafka and defensive quarter coordinator Brendan Daly, you got another thing coming because that crew is also <laughs> very good. I feel good about that. Man, I just saying, just Mike, put, I don't know this to be true. Just want to float that out we there on um, um, you know, yeah, Halloween, yeah. Steve Spagnolo and Maria may not be here <laughs> January <laughs> oh. or early February. Oh man, what if the Eagles fired Doug Peterson? That's over, right? He's gotta go. <laughs> I, I I I'm just saying there there will be uh, there will be plenty of opportunities. Man, I do not know any of this to be factually true, but I believe it deeply within my heart that Brendan Daly thought he was going to be the next, he like did. the next man up in he New did. England, and then and then Steve Belichick showed up on the scene, and he was out of here. I, I think, Furious. I think he's, I think he's ready to go. I think he's ready. I think he's ready to be a defensive coordinator as soon as as is necessary. As long does Steve Spagnuolo have like a have a son in the coaching game? I don't know much about Spags' <laughs> family. Think so. But as long as as long as he doesn't adopt a, a forty year old son to step in with a mullet and coach on this team, also, I think he's ready. I think that's that's probably who you would get. Although you know, well, he's he's newer. You know, Matt House. People are talking about him as a future defensive coordinator, but I think Daly would be next in yeah. line. Um, they've got a great staff. I just, you know, I understand we've got to end the show, but why can't people just be happy with what they're great at? You know what I mean? Like, why do you got to go back to the thing that bit you? You know, I just because they because they give you more money. They do, <laughs> yeah, because because of hey Seth, because of Seth, because of money and power. Seth. I just those are the sort of the two main. Oh, I just I just <laughs> if you're Steve Spagnuolo, it's like man, it's like look, I Andy, you know what? You're gonna get to be the defensive coach on the opposite side of one of the most brilliant offensive minds the game's ever seen, with one of the best quarterbacks on his way to being the best quarterback the game's ever seen. You're going to get full control over the defense. You're going to get a say in personnel. Like, I mean, if you don't think Steve Spagnuolo has a say in personnel, look at the defensive ends they grab every year. Like, they, yeah. they're like clones of one another. I mean, you're, we're going to give you all these things. And then it's like, you know what I'd like to do? I want to go coach the Jets. It's like, but do you? Do you really? <laughs> but you are right. Money, power, and chicks. That's the reason guys do everything. Now, I assume it's not the chicks do you know part. Spags, you, know, you, know. you know Spags met his wife on a blind date? Did he really? 
I'm reading an article on uh, NJ.com from 2008 right now. I'm really, I don't know if that's sort I'm of so fond Take them back to the Meadowlands, New York. Take them back. Yes. I'm so fond of the fact that all of us are so ADD and just so lost causes that every one of us during our show, every week, it's like, oh, I wonder what's going on on Twitter. Although I'm reading right now and our producer is tweeting, Danielle, what are you doing? No one pays attention. It's you guys have been going an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not hell. her fault. For a game in which the Chiefs drugged the Broncos in their own snow house. Okay, yeah. Okay. We, yeah. The, here's, the, here's, here's what has to stun anyone. Because every, everyone on Twitter kind of makes some assumptions about how this show works. And the thing that the most the most uh, keen-eared listeners may pick up on is that I am the one that occasionally tries to prod us back on the path of talking about the football game the Chiefs played. And if you know anything else about me, that should be the only thing you need to know about how dumb this show is <laughs> 98% of the time, that I am the voice of... Now, back to the game, guys. Thank That's... You. Go ahead, Nate. Th- thank you for listening. <laughs> yes, that's it. You can follow all of us on Twitter. You know what? Follow me first. I've earned it. I'm at JB Briscoe. I got good tweets about Drew Locke being not very good. Seth is on Twitter at Real MN Chiefs Fan Plus, the Chief of the North Newsletter. Nate is at By Nate Taylor. Uh, I can't remember Dan- Danielle's Twitter handle. Is is it that or the? It's that. It's at that girl Chip. Go follow Danielle on Twitter. Because she's more patient than anyone I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. I don't. She should get hazard pay for doing this show. That's it. That's the episode. We'll uh, talk to you again to preview the Jets, Jets, Chiefs, and um, <laughs> with the twenty-one. Yeah, I'm shaking spread. my boots. Yeah, I'm. I'm taking. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna see if I can find the Jets money line anywhere to see if anyone will take that bet from me. And I'm putting the. I'm putting the mortgage on it. And by mortgage, I mean rent. <laughs> Don't talk to the landlord. <laughs> <I won't. laughs>